All right, today's format is going to be a little bit more concise. I'm just going to go ahead and read off the outline. First, I'm going to start off with three news stories about good things that have happened in the world. Good news happens every day. I think we need to be reminded of that every once in a while. Um, then I'll move on to some current event stuff. Specifically, we're going to go to SlashFilm.com and look at some of the articles on inclusion writers. And then secondly, we're going to talk about Stephen Hawking. He just died literally less than a day and a half ago from the time of this recording. Oh, we're just going to go through a couple of his accomplishments. Maybe give him a little bit of a moment of silence. And then we're going to end the podcast with two things. First, we're going to talk about the story of the porn star and the president. <laughs> and then at the very end, I'll talk about the book Deadly Emotions. This book describes in details from studies and other literature that describe how the human condition is completely affected by the feelings and emotions that we outwardly throw out into the world. Orale! Como están, chicas y chicos? And welcome to today's show! My name is Arnulfo the Diaz Jr. And this is Man About Knowledge. of medical science from goodnewsnetwork.org a surprise finding could lead to new MS treatments alright I'll read a little bit of the article here a surprise finding by medical scientists may lead to a development of a possible treatment for multiple sclerosis MS while examining human brain tissue researchers from the University of Alberta unexpectedly found that the tissues from people who had MS contained an extremely high level of protein named Kalinixin. Kalinixin. It's a C-A-L-N-E-X-I-N. The research then tested mice that did not contain much of that protein as a model for human MS patients and were astonished to find that the mice lacking the protein were completely resistant to the disease. That's awesome. So it means that these mice who don't have this protein are actually immune to getting MS. The causes of MS are not well documented or understood. Symptoms vary, but often include cognitive impairment, dizziness, tremors, and fatigue. These problems are caused by a type of white blood cell called T-cells that after becoming activated, find their way into the brain and attack the protective covering. That's crazy. Uh, MS has affected a lot of people. Thank God they're figuring out some things about these diseases that have been around for a very long time. And MS, I would categorize as the same kind of disease as like Parkinson's or a debilitating disease that simply has no cure right now. So it, it's fantastic to find out that there really is some interesting research being done on that level. I used to work for a chiropractor 
And we used to have people that came in with MS all the time. Something about adjusting the first and second vertebrae against the occiput, which is the base of the skull, just kind of helped alleviate pressure on the nerves. It would help people. But I'm not trying to tell you that a chiropractor is great. I realize a lot of them are rich witch doctors, but some things they do are actually pretty cool. Next, I'm going to talk about an article on the Today Show about a man who's about 23 years old, bought a ring, and was going to propose to his girlfriend. However, two days before he was going to pop the question, the girl dumped him. And he was left with a ring that he could not get back the exact amount of money for. So I have an engagement ring that I bought and never got to use. No need to give a backstory, but I am still heartbroken about it. I tried selling this ring to a handful of places and was offered very little in the amount that I paid for it. I didn't want to take it because it's not about the money for me. It's about love. And I'd hate to see a good ring go to waste. So I'm going to give it away. I've thought about this a lot. And obviously by the timestamp of this post, you can tell it has me up at night. However, I don't want to give it away to just anyone. I want to give it to a guy or a girl who is so in love with their significant other and wants to take the next step but cannot afford a ring. I don't think that anyone in my friends list fits that category, but someone out there does, which is why I am sharing this post. I'll send it anywhere in the U.S. where someone is head over heels. I am very aware of the possibility of being scammed for free ring, but since this is about love, I'm going to try to look past that. Anyone who fits the above description of who I'm looking to give the ring to can email me your videos telling me about why you deserve the ring and sending me pictures of your significant other. Tell me how you fell in love. Tell me their favorite color. Whatever you think will convince me of sending you this ring. I'll sit down with some friends one day and I'll pick a person. You know, I think it's interesting how some men, when it comes to loss, especially in a relationship, will dive to the angry, hateful, and spiteful part of anger. In a lot of ways, like, it's normal, but I feel it refreshing that someone has decided to take that anguish and spin it in a positive way, you know? So it's like a, a great engagement ring giveaway. At least he's trying to spread his loss instead of just taking his loss and pushing it inward and being all angry. This guy wants to find the example of love that he lost, or rather, the example of love that he thought he was living. This guy's name is Stephen Crocker. You can find him on Facebook, and the post is still up. And now moving on to another good news story that actually is about where I am, Texas. So apparently, here in Texas was the first place that someone was given a permit to build a 3D printed home. And it was built in less than 24 hours in Austin. 
if any place was going to have this happen, it was definitely going to be in Austin. They're going to use the technology to build homes in El Salvador and Haiti to help the rural indigenous people survive a little easier. The homes cost 4000 to build plus 12 to 24 hours of labor. Of course, we're going to build the first 3D printed home. We're building homes left and right. And uh, shout out to El Salvador, because that's actually where my mother's from. You know, it's funny. I was actually looking at this house and I was thinking, what if I was just to do that? I think I could afford a four grand house. I could totally afford that in a couple years. Just get one of those little tiny ones, buy a nice little piece of land in East Texas, and just chill, sit on my money, or just on the east side of Dallas, Rosie City, maybe even uh, Fate, buy a little plot of land, build a 3D printed home, and just chill there while I still work for my company. I would love that. All right, that was enough good news for the day. Let's dive in to a little bit of weirdness in the world. The porn star... And the President of the United States. It's a story made for tabloid heaven. But for some reason, this story, which would in any other presidency be top of the headlines, is really not the biggest news story that there is going on right now in the White House. Donald Trump has agreed to meet with Kim Jong-un. That has actually usurped this news. Which, you know... On one side, I'm like, really? You want to talk to them? You just said you wanted to destroy them with fire and fury, and now you want to say, hey, what's going on? You want to talk? And on the one side, I'm also like, why not? Maybe we should sit down with North Korea, see what's up. Maybe we can work something out. Communication's always a good thing, right? Well, anyway, let's move away from that subject. The porn star and the president. It's amazing. I'm going to start off by reading a little article about Stormy Daniels. Also, fun fact, Stormy Daniels lives in Forney, Texas. She has a three she has a three garage home in suburban Forney, which is right here in the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny to me. Anyway, this is a story that was actually published in the Dallas Morning News. It is about Stormy Daniels' mother, who lives in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where Stormy Daniels went to school and grew up most of her childhood life. Her mother, an adamant Trump supporter. And the one thing that she says about this entire engagement that she, hope ever, that she hopes everyone hears is that she really hopes that this story does not hurt Donald Trump. She says, quote, If Mr. Trump runs four more times, I would vote for him every time. I like him. I like the way he handles things. It's time this country is put back where it belongs. Taking care of the people here instead of the people who don't belong here. Ms. Daniels hopes to one day reconnect with her daughter, who she has not spoken to in 12 years. Ms. Daniels talks about her daughter who was an avid horseback rider and who took care of several horses in a nearby stable. Stormy Daniels is currently on a tour, the Make America Great Again tour, 
where she's going through many strip clubs throughout the country with a costume gentleman dressed in the fashion of Donald J. Trump. It's fascinating. It's truly fascinating what's happening right now. So there's this other article from the New York Times, which I'm about to read a little bit of, which actually kind of details a little bit of the story, story's particulars. Stephanie Clifford, Stormy Daniels' real name, has leverage. Less clear at this point is how much and how much President Trump will be made to answer for it. Here is a leader who cowards out scandal with more scandal, who tends to insist that he bucks, that the buck stops elsewhere, who boasted of sexual assault on tape and got the White House anyway. It is not quite that nothing sticks to Mr. Trump. It is that so much sticks that nothing stays visible for long. This article is by Matt Fleming. That is a very, very good analogy. Have you guys ever seen The Simpsons? And there's this episode in The Simpsons where Mr. Burns is so sick that he has so many diseases that nothing can get him sick. The doctor literally opens up a little little toy doorway, takes a bunch of stuffed animals, and tries to stuff all the animals through the doorway at the same time to illustrate to Mr. Burns how all of the diseases... All of these news stories that are surrounding you are out shining each other that nothing's getting through the door. Nothing's getting through. There's so much happening that nothing's happening. It's actually kind of beautiful in a certain way. I, th- I think <laughs> it's, it's an elegant mathematical equation. You have all of these things that are happening all at once. And the curvature of it is such that the noise is so loud, no one can hear anything. And now there is absolutely nothing that will ever stick to this man that will ever be too far-fetched. It's like hiding in plain sight. (laughs) Oh, God, Lord, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. We will see what happens in this wild ride. That is the Trump presidency. Okay, guys. Going to move on to some current news. First up, a little bit of movie news in the film industry. Frances McDormand, who won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, made a rousing speech. And by the end of it, she said two words, inclusion writers. I'm looking at an article in SlashFilm.com. It was published on Monday, March 5th. And it states that inclusion writer is actually a clause that an actor or a anyone of note in the industry that has leverage against a movie studio or anyone financing their movie to allow there to be a perfect amount of representation in a movie based on race, gender, and demographic. It is possible for movie stars or people in the movie industry to say every movie has to be diverse or I'm not going to be in it. Which, this could be a powerful tool to really diversify the movie industry, which 
right now, I feel like the movie industry is like a catalyst. See, in the movies and, and show business in general is all about popularity, right? Who's popular here? Who's popular there? If you're more popular, you make the most money. In that system is where racial and gender discrimination can run rampant. And it did. It does. And now things are changing in Hollywood because they had to. And I feel like those things that are changing in Hollywood are kind of rippling down and touching all other industries because show business is show business. It's, you watch it every day on television. You, you see it every day on your phone. I, I, every single one of you cues into show business. And it's an industry that is not very big when it comes to like its economic contribution to the world, but it is probably the most potent influence in all of social political and popular consciousness. <laughs> and um, to end this off, I'm going to do a little tribute to Stephen Hawking's. There's this article that states his 10 most major accomplishments. I'm going to read a couple of them. I'm going to read a couple of them off and then probably dive into just a few. So, along with a man named Richard Penrose, he did groundbreaking work on the singularities. Hawking's co-discovered the four laws of the black hole mechanics. His most significant theory is that black holes emit the Hawking radiation. Previously, physicists believed nothing could escape a black hole. In 1974, Stephen Hawking showed that black holes emit radiation, which may continue till they exhaust their energy and evaporate. Stevens' prediction of what became known as the Hawking's radiation initially created a controversy, but on further research was considered an important breakthrough in theoretical physics. He contributed to the theory of cosmic inflation. Cosmic inflation is a theory in physical cosmology which proposes that following the Big Bang, the universe expanded exponentially before settling down to a slower expansion. It is now widely accepted. Stephen Hawking was one of the first to calculate quantum inflation that were created during cosmic inflation and to show how they might give rise to the spread of galaxies in the universe. Along with James Hertel, he proposed an important model on universe's initial state. Along with James, Stephen Hawking published a model known as the Hawking State in 1983. It proposed that time didn't exist before the Big Bang. Hence, the concept of the beginning of the universe is meaningless. The initial state of the universe had... No beginning, as it had no initial boundary in time or space. It remains one of the most prominent theories on the initial state of the universe. Hawking wrote the famous book, A Brief History of Time. A Brief History of Time became a bestseller and sold more than 10 million copies in 20 years. It appeared on the British Sunday Times bestseller list for a record-breaking 237 weeks 
It also enhanced Hawking's international reputation and media described him as master of the universe. Higgs, Boson, and Hawking. Higgs boson is a particle which proposed to exist as part of the Higgs field theory by Peter Higgs in 1964. Stephen Hawking empathetically argued and bet that Higgs, Higgs boson would never, found, would never be found, to, due to which he had a public dispute with Peter Higgins. Higgs boson was discovered in July 2012. Hawking quickly conceded that he had lost the bet and said Peter Higgins should win the Nobel Prize for Physics, which he did in 2013. This guy was truly transcendent. His mind literally picked apart the universe and delivered it in a way that most people could understand. That is a power. Being able to take the huge, the vast, the unknowable and package it together and giving it and give it in a way that can become understood was Stephen Hawking's true power. Let's give him a nice moment of silence just for a few seconds. Okay. Lastly, today I'm going to close out this podcast thingy with an excerpt from one of my favorite books that I just started reading. I talked about this book in the first episode. It's called Deadly Emotions. And it talks about how our emotional state affects our physical bodies. And then uh, this this, this excerpt from the book that I'm about to read is actually about... Hate, a strong sense of injustice resulting in bitterness or resentment is frequently with hot anger. The combination is hate, a truly toxic emotion at all times in all people. A strong sense of injustice resulting in bitterness or resentment. The combination in hate is a truly toxic emotion to all people. Just as love is the most powerful positive emotion, hatred is the most powerful negative one. Resentment, bitterness, and anger are the dark pathways to this harmful passion. Many people seem to believe that love and hatred are like the flip sides of a coin that is resident in every person. That simply is not my perception. After years of encountering people who were filled with hate, there's very little, if any, love in the person who reflects extreme bitterness, resentment, anger, and hate. Hatred demands more and more emotional space until it crowds out all positive emotions. Raw hate is a hateful and awesome thing to behold in a person. It's as close to evil as I had ever hoped to get. That was from Dr. Fred Luskin, co-founder and director of the Stanford University Forgiveness Project. 
from his book Forgive for Good. In there he highlighted how grievances in any circumstance, complaint or resentment, any of these things that a human being can turn to hate, a grievance can be real or imaginary. According to Lufskin, a grievance occurs when two things collide. Something happens in life that we didn't want to have happen. We deal with a problem by thinking about it too much. The endless loop of grievances and stories that are negative or about trying to enforce unenforceable rules. For example, one night when I went to a basketball game, I parked in a very large parking lot where I was required to pay $5 to the attendant. Only one attendant was on duty that night, and from across the lot, we could see a stream of cars pouring into the lot from another entrance, entrance without paying. The parking attendant had no radio or other means of closing down the entrance so she could stop the freeloaders. I watched this young woman become increasingly frustrated by this predicament. She kept collecting $5 from cars while watching across the lot as others came into the lot without paying. She could not enforce the $5 rule and become, and she became very heated. Many times we find ourselves the victims of rules we cannot enforce, but we become the creators of such unenforceable rules we expect all of our co-workers to talk quietly, or not at all, at all times. We expect our bosses or supervisors to give us credit for everything we do. We accept equal rights and equal pay for equal work, the promotion we've earned, and our friends to notice our thoughtful deeds. We expect people to meet our deadlines, to make correct change, our husband or wife to do their share and other drivers to mind the traffic signals. I think what the book is saying here is that anger is a loop, constantly turning in on itself. That hostility is like an engine that when keeps going cannot stop. And the longer that it is going and going and going, the harder it becomes to stop. And the more we allow ourselves to fall into that hate, resentment, our thoughts become completely consumed by it. And by that causing us to be miserable, act miserable, and become miserable. So do yourselves a favor. Try to understand when you're a little too full of yourself. When the world seems like it owes you something. And it doesn't want to give it to you. Just be present with those ideas and you'll be alright. That's what helps me. Just being present with disappointments that I see in my face and deciding whether or not those are important or not. Because there's a lot of things in life that we all think are important, but they're really not. They're really not. So just try your best to figure that out for yourself. Please. If there's anything you take from anything that I've ever said, it's that. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening.